I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry into the one o'clock hour, now 106 here in the KSL newsroom and everywhere, I guess, at least within this time zone. Is that that's how time works? It's the same in, indoors and out. Well, we're going to a new year. <laughs> I saw a uh a Twitter, a tweet earlier today. It came from someone in New Zealand who said, uh, "Who said, uh, hey guys, it's uh, it's 2021 here on this end, and everything's still terrible." Ah, that's that's not right. That's not right. Uh, you heard earlier reference made during that Paul Nelson report that looking back on 2020 and thinking of it uh, and speaking about it in terms of it being the worst year ever, uh, not so good for our mental outlook or health, huh? I get that, right? The glass ought to be half full, rose-colored glasses, everything ought to be positive. Sure, 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 I get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, as we move into this uh, new year, there are there are going to be lingering challenges, certainly, right? There is no time to, uh, to, to shirk our duty to keep ourselves and others safe. You heard some of the numbers reported today by the Utah Department of Health. I'll share them with you again here, uh, a sobering number in terms of a uh, case count, 4,672 additional Utahns have uh, been tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, and then this this relatively new number that we've been sharing, uh, and that is the number of vaccines administered, 30,200, 30,200. Uh, we had hoped that, that that would be moving along a little faster at this point, and we'll see as we make our way into the new year if that does pick up. My fingers are crossed that it will, and I'm optimistic enough to, to, to believe that it will. That's what we've heard from uh, those folks in charge who are tasked with uh, this important program, uh, but we'll keep an eye out for that. And listen, I'm not going to lecture you. <laughs> we've heard we've had enough of that in 2020, uh, but we've got important decisions to make in terms of keeping ourselves and our families safe. So uh, let's all do our part. All right, shifting gears pretty dramatically here. I came across a headline uh, early this morning uh, that put a smile on my face, and it came via an announcement made by Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. You see, in the House and in the Senate, in Congress, there uh, are chaplains in each of the two chambers. There is a a House of Representatives chaplain. There's a Senate chaplain. And forever, from the dawn of that position, that that role has been occupied by a man. Well, uh, Speaker Pelosi has now for the first time announced that the House of Representatives chaplain will be occupied by a woman specifically Rear Admiral uh, Margaret Kibben, who will serve as the new House chaplain, the first female chaplain ever for either chamber of Congress. 
Speaker Pelosi, when making the announcement, she did so along with thanks extended to a bipartisan group of House members who conducted the search. I I only found out about this just this morning, so I haven't had the occasion yet to reach out to Utah's delegation. I'd be so curious to know if any of Utah's House members uh, played any role in the selection process. Uh, maybe we get a little behind-the-scenes uh, look. I'll reach out and see what I can deliver come next week. Uh, but the the selection uh, gave us gave me at least a, a chance to uh, think more about the role of chaplain in the US house what they do what role they serve it's it's not a, a it's not a terribly publicized uh, position it's not one you hear about that often there was uh, a little bit of controversy during uh, Speaker Ryan's tenure as to uh, the future of then-Chaplain Patrick Conroy. He ended up sticking around, but that's a story for another day, if you'd like to go back and read the Wikipedia entry on that one. Anyway, the role is one uh, where a prayer is offered at the beginning of each day's session of Congress, uh, and occasionally there are those who stand in to offer the prayer, and it falls upon the shoulders of the chaplain to to make those choices. And it's not only those prayers that are uh, affected by the chaplains, but also should there be any any kind of faith-based need on the part of a member of Congress or their staff, Chaplains have also performed marriages and funeral ceremonies for House members. Their responsibilities are are wide and varied and change from time to time as the occasion demands. In 2019, this newly appointed House uh, chaplain, uh, again, uh, Rear Admiral Admiral, uh, Margaret Kibben, she delivered from the National Cathedral a Veterans Day sermon. And uh, the sermon lasted about 20 minutes. I I listened through it here this morning. And in in the very beginning part of her sermon, she, she talked about imagery. And she walked through some of the images that stir up uh, you know, strong emotions uh, in her heart and in her mind. And I want to play uh, that portion of her sermon for you and listen up for the first uh, artist she makes reference to. You might hear a name you recognize. It's been said that a picture is worth a thousand words. Let me call to mind a few images that you may have seen throughout the years. There's that lovely painting by Arnold Freiberg of George Washington in prayer at Valley Forge. There's a Marine on his knee leaning on his rifle. His head is bowed. There's a circle of about 20 soldiers, arms wrapped around each other's shoulders, standing just to the side of the convoy of vehicles in prayer before going outside the wire. And then there's a drawing by cartoonist Dave Granlund of a family in prayer at a Thanksgiving table, but there's an empty seat. And on that seat, there's a picture of a service member taped to the back of the chair. And then there are the host of homecoming videos that flood our Facebook pages. Some of the words that come to my mind are words like poignant, inspiring, moving, Pensive, loving, and heartwarming. And there you have it. Uh, the words of Margaret Kibben, who will uh, be serving as the 
as the next uh, chaplain for the U.S. House of Representatives. That announcement coming from Speaker Pelosi after consultation with a bipartisan group of House members in the ultimate selection. The historic uh, element of this announcement is that for the first time in the history of Congress, the chaplain, the role of chaplain, will be occupied by a woman, Margaret Kibben. You heard me refer to her as Rear Admiral uh, Margaret Kibben. That coming after uh, service in the United States Navy. From 1986 to 2018, she served. In fact, uh, a portion of her service was uh, as the chaplain, the first female chaplain to serve the uh, U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, a beautiful part of the country. If you ever have a chance to to visit there, please, uh, please do so. Uh, but what, what this means is that as the House is gaveled into session each day that Congress is in Washington, D.C. for votes and official business, that the first words that they will hear will be those of prayer offered by Margaret Gibbon or someone she appoints. But uh, now uh, history made. And the first female chaplain of the U.S. House uh, has been named, Rear Admiral Margaret Kibben. Looking forward to uh, getting to know her better and hearing uh, some of her words. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, uh, one last look at what's happening in Washington, D.C., though today, uh, words coming from Utah Senator Mike Lee. He offering a, uh, a parting tribute to outgoing Governor Gary Herbert after his uh, long tenure of service here in the great state of Utah. We'll hear from Senator Lee next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.